welcome to episode 10 of Book Off Banter. We're in double figures. How did that happen? On today's episode, we are going to have a rematch of the show jumpers versus eventers. And Carla is going to fill us in on your horse life. First of all, we're going to have a quick catch up from the last two weeks. So I have been feeling a little bit demotivated. I don't know why, because I knew winter was coming, but I feel really Mm. cold. And I think because the horses were off at the end of summer. So rather than kind of continuing, I feel like I'm trying to gain momentum. Yeah. Rubbish. And hacking on the roads when it's lashing down with rain yes i'm just feeling, yeah i feel like i need a little bit of a kick up the bum with that but at least they're getting better and i can yeah oh, so I, I i'm hearing you say that you're riding which is which let's face it yeah, which is, i think uh, i think that's probably an improvement of about 200 percent from the last episode isn't it <laughs> it definitely is <laughs> and i've been working really hard on them um i think the lessons on my trainer's horses made a massive, massive difference. Because yeah, yeah. I would recommend it to anybody. If anyone's like generous enough to let you ride their horses, you then get on your own horses and think, wow, they've slipped. And because you only ride them, I think you don't realize how much mine are just not probably sharp enough. They need, you know, yeah. just little tweaks, but I think they'll make a big difference. So that's yeah. helped a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And then, oh, it's been um, anti-bullying week for Henry at school, which Henry was hugely excited about and told Ben that he was going to be able to bully people all week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Ben said, I don't think that's the idea, Hen. No. And Henry said, no, no, you can. You can bully oh, people no. all week. And he thought that they were going to pretend to be bulls and run at each other. Oh, 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 bless his cotton sock. That is funny though, isn't it? The yes. things they come out with. He was quite disappointed. Is... <laughs> I think I'd be disappointed if I thought that that's what I was going to be doing. Then I found out I just had to be nice to people, not run at them like a bull. I think he thinks that's false advertising. I know. I, I'm with him on that, if I'm on it. I'm, I think we should have a bullying week and be <laughs> bulls and run each other I'm, I'm all over that i'm with henry but frankly i think that'd be brilliant well, so yeah bless him if henry ever gets into power i think that's what's going to be coming so look out henry for prime minister i say <laughs> definitely that'd be brilliant so yeah i haven't got loads of news so let's move on to tell us all about your horse live i'm still exhausted now yeah i'm li- like still because i was just running on like pure adrenaline for three days and actually before because getting ready to go anyway with with horses you have to sort of pack everything don't you yeah so vince and i were away for three days we went early friday morning we were coming back sunday night so of course the packing started about four days beforehand you know i had to try to get everything together i was writing lists and lists and lists and lists and um yes we went down early friday morning we did i did three demos on three days two on the friday would be too much and actually that was 100 percent the right decision to make because vince was mentally after the first demo exhausted because he was kind of went in and he's like oh my god you know there's people watching he was really blown away by the spectators and stuff like that it was um yeah it was a really weird sensation to ride him 
that because he was um very different horse to what i'm used to normally he's yeah. very bold and very cocky and, and then he suddenly went oh god i don't know how i feel about this mum so actually we made the right decision so anyway he did three demos he did friday saturday sunday and what we wanted to do was do a continuation over the three days so we didn't do the same demo every single day we did different exercises that built up to the fight to the sunday and so we started working on straightness and rhythm and things like that so the one on the friday we had a treble and i was jumping fences on angles yeah um on the saturday i was joined by betty baker from betty baker eventing and we had three they were fairly small fences but they ran across the center line from sort of a to c uh in a straight line and we built up to doing them in an s yeah um which doesn't sound particularly tricky but it was because it was a very tight arena and yeah so it it was about basically not hauling him around due to my legs keeping my eyes up etc which built up to the sunday demo which was using jump for joy skinnies yeah and jumping jumping them on a sort of angle um and which would which could have been pretty tricky but luckily for me i mean vince vince we always say he's a bit of a flag spotter and if, if there's a flag on it, he tends to put himself through it. So we're quite, I'm quite lucky like that. Um, but I don't think people appreciated how tricky the last exercise was that Sharon did because it was, it, they were skinny fences. It was a really tight arena. Uh, you had to have your wits about you. You felt like you were constantly turning, constantly doing something. Um, so it was really hard work. Um, and I can't fault Vince. In the three days, he did not put a hoof wrong. He was absolutely fun. That he might. Nervous. I wasn't nervous. I didn't think he'd put something wrong because he's a very genuine, honest horse. So I didn't think he'd do something. I was nervous that I would ride really badly and it would all go to shit. Yeah. Um, We had an incident when I went cross-country school and I I had a bit of a meltdown because I was riding badly. And so he took the piss a little bit. You know, he's he's not a machine. Yeah. He is just a horse. So um i was really worried that i was just going to get in there fall to pieces and ride so badly he would take the piss and people would be like what the fuck but anyway it, it was really good um i only I, actually i say it was really good so on the friday i did make a mistake or two and i jumped things the wrong way um <laughs> totally just got the wrong hand of it but i jumped them really well i mean i wasn't supposed to jump them the way i did but i jumped them really well which made when I did that and I said to people, oh, but I did it really well. People at the front could hear, people at the back couldn't, they all laughed. So anyway, some people that were watching had this wonderful idea that I should be mic'd up for the next two demos. Now, Christ. I'm not a quiet, I know, I'm not a quiet person, am I? No, like why did they need mic you? Exactly. If there's one person in this world that didn't need a mic, it was me. So, um, Was there any yes, go on? It wasn't. Because I didn't that say it once. with a microphone could have been epic I, that could have it could have destroyed people's eardrums <laughs> is what it could have done Vince but would I be like ever... Jesus she really means it today she's really committed <laughs> so on the second day there was a little bit of uh, everyone that knows me knows that um I run to my own time scales and I'm always late always late for everything on the Friday I was on time on the Saturday there was a little bit of confusion not just my fault here about what time we were starting and they had to send some people down to come and get me from the stable yard um so there was like all these this audience of people waiting for the demo to start sharon waiting for the demo to start and then i had to sort of like come in late like and it was walk really of embarrassing. 
a total walk of shame with total vince shaking shame. his head <laughs> and vince well vince had just met vallegro um oh. so and had stared him down so he he was kind of like oh what else? I'm, yeah. I'm king dick around here yeah i don't care um so that was interesting and i quite got i got used to being mic'd up quite quickly the bloke that was putting my mic on obviously just had a face like he was just as pale as anything and he kept saying to me just remember you've got a mic on please don't swear just remember you've got a mic on please don't swear and i was like i can't talk without swearing you know i mean i know i don't come across like that but yeah so we did that um and on the friday by then the funniest thing was the last episode, the last exercise, which was this really awkward one and very tight and pretty difficult. Betty did it first and Betty did it beautifully. So I said to Sharon, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. And then when I did, I said to the crowd, because <laughs> I was like playing up to the ground. I said, if I do this, I want a massive cheer. Anyway, Vince, we you did like it. Robbie it Williams fantastic. or something now? <laughs> I'll tell you something. I Pretty much the horse equivalent. Pretty much. I mean, I would like wind in the crowd. But oh, next year, Mexican wave, I'm going to have them doing. <laughs> you know, you know that scene in, um, have you seen the movie, the, the Queen film? Yeah, no. when Freddie Mercury's on stage at, if you've never seen that, you must have no. seen the footage of Freddie Mercury on stage at uh, Live Aid. Bill, no. This is completely lost on you, isn't it? Yeah. I hope the listeners understand what I'm talking about over my head <laughs> anyway i don't know maybe maybe i'll do that maybe i'll do a little bit of boom 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 let me hear you say way oh and then the crowd could shout way oh back yeah that's for next definitely year, something to consider anyway. maybe run it by sharon first <laughs> just a thought <laughs> hmm. so anyway i said I, I they had to give me a loud cheer if i did it correctly i did it correctly they gave me a loud cheer thing was people then came running because they thought i'd fallen off and that people were cheering <laughs> me falling that's what i'd be so scared of yeah it did cross my mind once or twice i can't lie to you i would have been i didn't so i didn't fall off i would have i'm sure it was all good and i just had the most surreal amazing three days just brilliant i mean i was on a stable yard and if guys if you don't like name dropping you might want to fast forward <laughs> this podcast perhaps a few minutes now because clang there she goes dropping another name only a few minutes it though was... don't skip the whole episode <laughs> <laughs> we no, need no, ratings no, no. Come back, come back. <laughs> yeah we need ratings so we would we got there and one of the first people i saw was lee pearson obe and his dogs and then i was like stable next to some massive show person you had to tell me who she was i didn't I did. know who she was carla was like Katie. Uh, looks... <laughs> And I was like, yeah, she has the queen's horse. And Carl was like, oh, if only I'd known. Oh, I could have got her to put me a word in, I don't you know. You could have. Um, and then, you know, I said I wrote, listen, listen, listen to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I obviously forgot a hoof pick, um, as you do when you go to a stairway show. So I was like, oh, I've forgotten a hoof pick, I've forgotten a hoof pick. And so the guy, this youngish guy over the way from me was like, oh, you can borrow mine. This is all our stuff. Just help yourself. Put it back when you're done. And I then found out like a day later, he's like one of the biggest uh, stunt rider type people. They do all the films, everything for the horses in the UK. They did Peaky Blinders. They do everything. And he does, he rides four horses at the same time with no reins. He like stands on their back and steers them around. I really I struggle to ride, ride one <laughs> with reins. What is going I do on? drop my reins a lot though. So maybe I've got a career in stunt riding. Have a word with Ben Atkinson. Let's see where it takes you. 
so he, yeah he was over the way and then charlotte's horses charlotte du chardin obvs obvs <laughs> i mean uh they were coming in and out including obviously uh blueberry Fallegro, oh, um who vince met on the saturday and it was it was just a really surreal moment because i said to alan alan there's me name dropping again um can i just take a picture of sort of my horse stood near blueberry and he's like yeah 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 fine bring your horse over so i brought my horse over and the next second he just sticks his head collar on this horse and then go right pass us your phone i'll take the picture you hold it opens the stable door i'm stood holding these two horses and i'm thinking if this goes wrong now i'm going to end up in i mean i'm going to end up in horse and hound but not for a good reason you know i don't no one wants to be the person that let go of Vallegro. He just seems really chilled out, though. I always think Vallegro. Uh, he is totally chill. And the funniest thing is, Alan, when Alan's taking a picture, he, got, he has him trained now, pretty much. And he says, Blueberry, smile. And he turns and looks at him and puts his ears forward. How do you do that? That is oh insane, isn't it? Because no other horse I know just does that. But he's so used to it because that's yeah. his life now. And, I mean, he's utterly adored this horse. And he's lovely he's really really he's stunning stunning to look at and the best thing was i also put a picture on my page and my husband shared it so everyone knows who Vallejo is don't they yeah i mean everybody no even people not in the horse world no my husband shared it it was like cool i was like how do you know who Vallejo is you don't even know who my own horses are they live out <laughs> in our field yet you know this horse so it was utterly just so nice and the, the yards and the whole atmosphere is very it's a very very friendly show oh that's um, nice and really really nice to be involved because you never with. know do you like you know if professionals are going to be a bit sort of maybe snooty or mm. not welcoming so that's really nice absolutely none of that there was no ego at all it was absolutely just except vince lovely <laughs> well yeah oh bloody and, and me when i when i got my <laughs> mic let me say Wales. um so <laughs> yeah my my diva came out but it was just so much fun and i i don't think i've laughed so much so solidly in three obviously we took the the demos that we did pretty seriously i mean i'm i'm not the most serious of people but we just laughed and laughed and laughed and we had a load and load of fun did you get shopping. to watch many demos yes <laughs> so what was your favorite on the saturday night i saw charlotte de jardin on the sunday on a a newest Grand Prix horse. Right. A grey called Flora. Yeah, I love uh, That's my favourite of all her horses. Well, do you know what? She brought her out and she was trotting her around to warm up. And I thought, pretty horse, you know, really, really lovely horse. But I thought, that's this is not as spectacular as I thought it was going to be. I yeah. thought, you know, you expect these dressage horses to be really, really spectacular. But she was just trotting around quite normally. And then... Then she started working it, and I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, she is really something special. And it just goes to show, really, how much the training that she does improves the horses. That's what um, I love about I have- theirs, because I think a lot of the dressage horses, they look really electric, but it's more tension. With theirs, it's mm. kind of a clear on-off. Like, they're relaxed, mm. they're chilled, they're not that flashy. And then when they ask them, yeah absolutely breathtaking i love yeah she, that's really unique to them i think yeah she does like a hot horse she said herself she said a diagonal line's too far to be kicking all the way across mm-hmm. um so she does like them on the hotter side maybe i'll give a pancake there we go off we go they've i wonder if she's ever really emu <laughs> sorry um and also on the saturday night we saw isabel there 
Oh, yeah. Who, obviously, I've heard of. Massive dressage rider. Completely heard of her. Did not even comprehend. This woman has won 40 gold medals. Full zero gold medals. Wow, I didn't know that. Where the fuck does she keep them? Where do you keep them? I love that that's your first concern. Storage. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, as somebody wins about six rosettes a year, if I'm lucky... Do you know what I mean? That is something I think about. Whereas she's she's obviously having to give something a lot more thought. <clears throat> and I can tell you something for now. You could not pay me to have a lesson with her. She's oh, really? brilliant. Oh my god, she's brilliant. But she just she just I think my brain would overload and it would fry. It was like sit, 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 ribs, mush, rush. what is going on the poor riders i i mean the horses all went very very well after she taught them bloody hell i think my brain would have exploded with that degree of instruction but yeah so imagine you were just doing your own thing like you did with sharon's you went the wrong way and you were like well it was good quality work though she'd be like "Ah!" (laughs) can you imagine she would she'd probably i'm never going back to england again (laughs) i'm never going back to england again i don't care never going back I never like this is that. gonna be your thing now you're gonna be like at a bs show and you'll jump the wrong course and you'll be like it was bloody good though <laughs> i tell you what i'm not well in my defense it was bloody good i went <laughs> wrong but it was really really good how i said well i did that really well though she went, yeah but it was wrong <laughs> yeah yeah it was a let's little bit let's not dwell on that <laughs> yeah let's not dwell on it. let's think about the quality of it you know i don't think isabel would have would have found no. it as funny as sharon did and also i did on the friday try and run I did. Well, I didn't try. It wasn't intentional. I accidentally nearly ran Sharon over twice. <laughs> again, I don't. Th- <laughs> I don't think it's that I would have found that as funny again as what Sharon did. So no. left, yeah. left, left, left. <laughs> More bent. Yeah. More bent. Ribs, ribs. Sit, sit, sit. <laughs> Honestly, these these poor these poor dressage riders. It was hardcore, but I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. And obviously, I bumped into John T. Evans as well um, for him. some of international people. This well. you love him in art. Yeah, the story of it is just gorgeous. So, for our international riders that don't know, uh, John T. went to the Olympics on a on a lovely horse that he has an amazing bond with, and then the horse was going to be sold. Um, so he crowdfunded. He did crowdfund, wasn't it? It was he crowdfunded yeah. a significant sum of money to keep this horse. Um, because he just like couldn't. Half, was it half a million? It was about half a million, yeah. yeah. Because he, he couldn't bear the thought the horse, of losing. I think. Did you hear the story of how he met them? How he came across this horse? No. He was telling. He told this story at the weekend. Um, so he was driving to a competition, and so, this horse box had broken down, and he needed to turn left. He said normally he wouldn't have stopped but he needed to turn left after this horse box. So he had to stop. So he stopped and he gave this woman a lift with these two horses or which one of them was art. And that's how he found the horse. So he's developed this amazing bond and didn't want to sell him. So crowdfunded and then, things just didn't go right for him for a while. And then he went, was it Tatt- he went to Tattersalls, I think it was. And they had a horrific fall on the cross country and he had a significant brain in- injury. Uh, he was in a coma for a very long time. And there were a lot of people, myself included, um, who I genuinely thought that he was not going to come round. I, I, you know, the news that was coming out with my slightly medical mind, I was like, this is not going to end well, but it did he's back 
he is riding he's competing he was doing demos at your horse live i just did he have he art is, with him yes he oh. did demos on art he's an absolute inspiration and he was talking about art and he's talked about the fight that he's had to do to get back to where he is and he's done it all for this horse yeah. and it's really really quite emotional he says the love he has for this horse is unbelievable and he even says he says even if he just has him out in the field, he wouldn't care. He loves his horse so much and it's yeah. just so sweet. Obviously, we all hope that he's going to get back to a high level because that really would be the, you know, that would be yeah. just a fairy, fairy tale. tale. And it would just be beautiful. But even if he doesn't, I'm, he's happy with ride, just riding this horse again. And yeah. he's done well, so well. I thought as well how special was the horse, that a horse that's gone to the Olympics. I watched videos of him learning how to sort of ride around a little yeah. country tiny little logs and that horse was really kind and did that yeah. and, you know you think a lot of those olympic horses would be super sharp and you yeah. wouldn't be able to do that so he must be so so kind yeah well, they've, they've just got this amazing bond the, the bond that they have is just it's just unbelievable it's just a real it's a real love between them both you know and it's just so nice and he's a lovely bloke. I mean, he's somebody that you warm to when you meet him and you want him to do well. Yeah. Um, I did offer him, I did offer to swap Vince for Art. And he actually said yes. He, uh, he agreed at one stage and then we both laughed because we both knew it was never going to happen. Neither of us will part with our dream horses. So. Hey, you could have had an yeah, Olympic he... horse there. <coughs> oh, I've got Vince though. Do I need an Olympic horse? I've got Vince. I can't ride one side of an Olympic horse. I can't ride one side of the horse. Gosh, do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah, we had a lot of fun, and I, I would love, to, I'd love to go back. You know, yeah, if I, I don't even, if I, you should definitely go. So, is it just like lots of demos by sort of different Tour, names? Yeah, yeah. And all day. Kind two of arenas like of demos, and even performance things. on the side. Yeah, like. I was going to say like Olympia. I'm really type. sorry. I can't compare it to Olympia because I've never been. We need. I need I to go to your horse live, and you need to go to Olympia next year. We need I like think a so, yeah. fun to on tour. Definitely, we should go to them both. Yeah. Get little buck off bantler jackets. Why not? We'll be all logoed up. All over it. All over it. But um, I'd never been a demo rider before. Right, twelve months ago. I wouldn't even let my own family watch me ride. And then I went and did that for three days. It was utterly bizarre that I'd done it. Yeah, that was so anyway, yeah. I wouldn't do that, I don't think. Yeah. But then I've read this book that's changed my life, haven't I? So. I see, I'm not all the way through it. That's, once I've read the book, I'll be cruising. It's, uh, how are you finding it so far? Yeah, it's really good. I quite like the beginning. Well, I was a bit confused when he was like talking about and smash someone with like an ashtray. And I was thinking, Where's, how is this book going to help my riding? <laughs> Does, yeah. but yeah and then i started to get into it a bit yeah start getting into it it's really good so how was the shopping that's the most important thing it's all about the shopping right my husband's in the other room <laughs> i may have i may have bought some things <laughs> Shh, that's just between us bought something actually when i went I, there was a few things i thought oh, if it's there i'll get there i'll get it if it's there if i'll fancy it one thing that wasn't on my list was a you know one of these Argentinian polo belts? Oh yeah, I like those. Got one of them. What colour? Oh, it's like a pink and blue one. Oh, nice. It's really nice. The other thing 
considering I've got possibly three pairs, a pair of nice riding boots. <gasps> oh my god! But in my but in my defence, in my defence, I had to buy these. Okay, I had to. <laughs> okay, because they were they're brown, which is a bit of an inventor thing. Also, I don't know about you. I've got really skinny calves. I've got yeah. right chicken legs. Ben, and normally ben, I have to get boots. Calves. I have to buy my calves aren't calves, they're cows. Oh my god, you got Russian shop putter legs. Mm. Well, actually, no. Have you, Just have you, my calves. I've got quite skinny ankles and that <laughs> like <I'm> quite big <laughs> calves. <laughs> well, anyway, I've got really skinny calves. Like tight. They're like my my when I was a kid. My dad used to call them Wednesday legs. Wednesday gonna snap is what he used to say to me. Or lucky legs is the other one. Lucky they don't snap. So I've got very thin legs. So I can normally can't get boots to fit me. So they were these boots. They fitted me like an absolute glove. And they were. Well, guess how much they were? What make? <clears throat> you guess. And I'll tell you if you're. Oh, I don't know what make they are. They're not like Joshua Jones or something like that. Okay. Not or something like that, but they're a nice brown boot. 150. Because I'm guessing they're going to be a bit. They were 100 pounds, Katie. They you were 100 of your finest English pounds. <laughs> I couldn't even behind, could I, at that price? That would have been ridiculous. So, okay, so, yeah, so we've got those. boots, we've got a belt. <laughs> Anything else? Yes. Then I bought a sweatshirt. Then I bought Vince because he'd been such a good boy. I thought he deserved something. So I bought him a fluffy head collar. So one of these head collars would like fluff all over it. Fluff on the nose, fluff over the head. He's scared of it. Yeah, Manny's scared of it. He's literally scared of it. I can't put it on his head. Yeah, he runs to the back of the stable, terrified. Manny and Vince are so similar. It's ridiculous. (laughs) So the only way that Manny can wear his for show days is because Ben has to put it on him because obviously Ben's 6'3". So Manny just gives up when he sees Ben. But yeah, I cannot get it on his head. Well, I just gave it away. I thought, oh, do you want this head collar? I've just bought my, my horse because he won't wear it. He's scared of it. He's an ungrateful melt. He's an inventor. <laughs> Atom melt. He's like, you're supposed to be an inventor. You're supposed to be fearless. And yeah, he's scared of some fluff. Manny is collar. also an inventor. And I think it's because they refuse to become show jumpers. Anyway, so that's all I bought. That wasn't too bad, actually. I think that's all I bought, actually. That's not too bad, is it? No, that's not too A pair bad. of boots. That's quite restrained. It could have been a lot worse. I mean, there were horse boxes there. Didn't come home with one of those. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I just think that's, that's quite an extreme. Like, you know, well, I didn't bring a horse box back. So really anything else, is, you should just be thankful. <laughs> I know, that's, that's kind of how I've just... Although, to be fair, my husband doesn't know about the boots yet. Right. I've hidden them in the tack room. So they haven't come in. A little bit of mud on them and say that you've had them for years. Yeah, I'll just yeah, 100% that's what I'm going to do. I'll just be I'll just be riding them one day. And the thing is, see, already got two pairs of brand boots, haven't I? You won't know the difference. You oh. won't know which pair I've got on. And you could be like really offended like, "Oh, yeah. so you didn't you didn't know I had these." It's cuz you don't take any notice in what I do. Like you're not I, interested. Oh, I love I love that idea. Yeah. love that idea that's what i'll go for so yeah that was your horse live so that was a good roundup you'll have to just cover all events for us now well i'll go to them all 
I'm quite happy to spend the weekend and start Mexican, you know, way. hobnob Mexican way. Boom, boom, boom. Let me eat it, way, I'm not sure yeah, this eh? is going to catch on. <laughs> Horsey things. Okay, ready? Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Let me say wayo. Wayo. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad you weren't in the audience. Cool. You would have been rough. Um, I would be in Elizabeth, Elizabeth Worth. Christ, I can't even. She's got 40 gold medals and I can't even get a name right. Isabel. Um, yeah, I'd have been at her demo listening to leg, seat, ribs, rain. Yeah. She was terrifying. Very funny. Oh, really? Mm. So I'm just having a drink. I've just got a bit of a dry <laughs> Carla had a little bit of a dry throat and kept coughing. I'll probably have edited it out as much as I can. But she said, I think I need a little drink of water. So off she went and came back with a bottle of wine, which she's <laughs> swigging from the bottle. Because <laughs> I'm pretty much... Um, hobnobbing with the rich and famouses you know what i mean that's i'm living the rock star lifestyle now mate <laughs> this is true. that's how it goes that's how it goes all right so we're going to get on to our topic which is the rematch of show jumpers versus Aventus. we're going to see who i don't feel you're giving this enough drama okay you're like what is like... with you with all your music you're gonna want like do 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 <laughs> <laughs> she goes to one fucking demo and suddenly it's like having fucking Freddie Mercury on the podcast. Jesus Christ. She's going to be in a sparkly cat suit soon. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I'm not coming to Olympia with you because she'll be like, move out of the way. I'm going to do a demo on the site, but we haven't asked you. Oh my <laughs> God. I've, been to, I've been to one demo. I'm now pretty much like, I think I'm Lady Gaga, don't yeah, I? You do. I'm really You're going to be wearing bacon jodhpurs. <laughs> you couldn't buy those at your horse life. I can tell you that for nothing. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> probably are could get some olympia maybe there's a, a place in the market for them <laughs> so no but i just feel they just <laughs> you know like you off the x factor yeah you're right okay it should be a bit more like that bit like show jumper eventer versus eventer. <laughs> eventer versus show jump dun, dun, dun. the rematch yeah so that was better yeah i missed right? that okay I, Show jumpers versus eventers, the rematch. Dun, dun, dun. I think we need sound effects. We're gonna have yeah. to get some sound effects, aren't we? Maybe I could get one of those little Casio right, keyboard then. things and press the like. <laughs> <laughs> this is all to look forward to. Yeah, we we, we are we're a work in progress. <laughs> you know, constantly learning and evolving. Definitely a work in progress, definitely. Considering definitely. that. We had a bit of a technical disaster last night, so we're having to redo tonight. So I was really stressed. I didn't even tell you this, actually, but I barely slept last night. And Ben, when he woke up, he said, why are we up half the night? I said, because I was so stressed about it going wrong again. So anyway, I was in a state of high alert because I'm an anxious type. 
And we started to try and record and Carla was saying, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And I was like, oh my God, what's going wrong? And I was fiddling with every button. And I knew what I was actually going to achieve, but you know, I was fiddling away. And eventually she realized that she hadn't turned the volume on on her own earphones. <laughs> no, wait, the volume Oh, you're very quiet. <laughs> we were trying everything, weren't we, to make you know, I, can't, I, can't, I think I was going, oh my, I don't think my headphones are working. You were testing your microphone and running all these tests. And then I went, oh, hang on. Oh, I think I've turned the volume down. <laughs> so anyway, I'm really, I'm, I must have, can I publicly apologise for scaring you so much tonight? Yes, you may. For just not knowing how to work headphones. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't realise, I'm in my defence, I didn't realise they had a volume on them. I mean, to be fair, I you would live and learn. Like, well, the problem is neither. To be of fair, I'll just I'll show it to you now, though. It is. Have you seen that though? It is quite big. I that, don't know how I missed it. If I'm honest, that's a lot more obvious than I thought. It <laughs> so it's a fairly sizable <laughs> black box with volume clearly on it. Um, yeah, I forgive you a little bit less now. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Anyway. Should we do events of this as a show jumper? Yes, rematch? let's move on. So I'll go first. Why do eventers not get called by their real names? They've all got like weird names like Piggy or Bunty or... Mm. I heard someone the other day and I was like, mm. Jesus, they're getting weirder. What is that? They are. Um, it's because they're all posh, isn't it? <laughs> posh people... Posh people all have like really weird names, don't they? Which aren't their real names. So now so you're a famous. Are you going to do be... that? Yeah, absolutely. Kiki, I'm going to be from now on. That's too normal. <laughs> you need to go way off piste. Oh. What about like alpaca or something? They seem to like animals. Oh, yeah, they do like an animal. Um, oh, well, I, I quite like Kiki. You're never going to get um, with a name like Kiki. You're going to have to up it. Lama. I'm never going to get to badminton anyway with me riding, am I? <laughs> like, uh, I call myself kitten. <laughs> kitten. Okay. <laughs> if it's, it has to be an animal, I'll be kitten. Fair like, enough. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is something I have often wondered about, actually, about why eventers tend to do this. But like I said, I think it is just the posh. They're just really, really posh, aren't they? I don't know. I was just kind of, when Piggy did it, I was like, it was unusual, but I was kind of like, okay but now it seems mm. to be a thing but i don't know if because she does it then it is a thing yeah yeah so i just think basically they're really really posh um and that's what they do and maybe maybe they just don't know how to spell their real names because they've all got really posh double-barreled names so they can't spell them so they give themselves easier names to remember and spell fair enough maybe that's that's my theory all right then all right then you know, let's talk about stirrups Oh my God, I love stirrups. It is possible. Yeah, well, we know that. All you show jumpers <laughs> do. It is possible to have like a set of stirrups that cost less than like £300. You know, what are these stirrups? Are they anti-gravity? Do they make you jump higher? Well, they look really good. And I think that if you... Do feel, they though? If you feel good. Do they? Those, those free jumps, are you telling me that they're a piece of... They're pretty? I don't have those. I yeah, have... Lots of show jumpers do. 
and they're ugly as fuck. Yeah, I think they are a bit ugly, actually, to be fair. Well, we're never going to get sponsored by Free Jump now. Um, <laughs> that's how we were going to anyway. They were hammering the door down before this. Um, I'll tell you what, we've fighting them off. <laughs> batting them off with sticks. Maybe we need to start doing like a Chris and Rosie Ramsey, like this week's sponsor is, I don't know, like shavings forks. Although no, that would actually be a real thing. Anyway, um, yeah, so stirrups. Mm, I think they're worth the money. Like, I do. Do they make your horse jump the fence? Well, they stop me as someone who falls off very regularly. They stop me staying attached to my horse after I fall off. When I always do. You know what? You can get these. You can get like safety stirrups. That the ones have got the elastic at the sides. Peacocks are they called? <laughs> they. Oh my god! They're about twelve quid. They're about. They're about. Never tell pounds. Ben this. What what is wrong with you? I have sold it to him as like, well, really, would you care about my safety if you didn't let me have these stirrups? And he's bought it hook, line, and sinker, and I've got three pairs of Tech Venice, and you are going to come along with your peacock stirrups and scupper it all for me. Well, you deserve it. (laughs) That does make it harder to justify. Um, Look, if you want to be one of the cool kids, then you've got to get some of the stirrups, okay? All right then. Okay. That was quite hard to justify. You did that. You did that quite well. You can't because because they're, they're ugly. Most of them as well. So. Well, I'm not happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's like kicking me in the shins. Okay, sorry. I won't do it again. You have your stirrups. Your expensive stirrups. I will. I'm going to keep them. All right. Why do you get really, really dressed up? in really expensive outfits that are predominantly Fairfax and Favour and Tweed to ponce your horses up and down, basically for people to say, yeah, you're not allowed to play today. What, what's it mm. That's the trot up, isn't it? It's very exciting. Have you ever been to see one? Yes, it wasn't exciting. They're, it's very exciting. On the last day of badminton, it's a That's very exciting thing. <laughs> exciting it was a load of people faffing up and down like dressed in totally unsuitable things while they're trying to hang on to these yeah i know in like fairfax yes it's a a new sport it's basically your people think that eventing is the sport no it's not eventing is actually the, the new sport where all the cool kids hang out is running with a horse wearing a pair of stiletto heels is one which i i personally i think that you know there's a gold medal in there for some people in the uk um the other one is obviously some men really don't have an idea about how to put together an outfit let's not lie that's a bit of a shocker they some of them like they don't just go sort of smart they're really going like off piste with their outfits Mm. and i mean maybe if you had a bit of a hobbly horse the idea is just distract them. The short of the skirt. Yeah, there, there is the old thing that they say, the short of the skirt, the lame of the horse. Oh, really? So basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, be probably, I'd probably just have to wear a thong. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a horrible. What a treat. I don't think about that. <laughs> just a thong and some nipple tassels. Like, don't look at the horse, everyone. Don't look at the horse. Just check out what's going on here. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they look so, forward to you. your debut at badminton. I know, yeah, no one can wait, no one can wait. It'd be funny though if someone did do that, though, wouldn't some, it? Uh, 
you could have some dramatic music as well couldn't you <laughs> i'd love that wouldn't you i'd be like that right no i'm not doing my trot up until you start my dramatic music <laughs> i'm doing 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 like that like, i could wear like i i think to be fair though if i ever got to badminton i would not go fairfax tweed fairfax and favorite tweed what would you wear i would go full full lady gaga uh, we talked before about the bacon beet breeches <laughs> i would i would like go to like i'd like to wear a vivian westwood or something like that i'd like to go really all out that don't give me any of those a bit of tweed and a bow tie no i want i would bacon go breeches. bacon breeches and nipple tassels <laughs> well do you know what i'm really really hoping that we get to see you at badminton because that is a trot up that i, I would watch <laughs> that would be exciting wouldn't it i think the people who are organizing badminton are hoping that i won't get there <laughs> yeah. if i'm honest with you <laughs> then no way they're gonna see your name and be like hell no i'm bad at that one yeah um so i i think the trot up is brilliant i think it's hilarious um i just wish that the people would wear better outfits because the girls stuff tends to be a bit boring it's all a bit tweed and the like same. you say fairfax and favor which is all a bit samey and the blokes, a waistcoat, if we're lucky. Yeah. Ben Hobday does a good, does a good trot about it, to be fair. <coughs> um, I saw someone actually who I liked. I think they had like burgundy chinos. And maybe, I don't know. I felt like I saw one person at badminton. I was like, oh, his was quite a nice outfit. Um, yeah, all the rest of them, they, you wouldn't even know who they were. But just brown horses, as skint dress as daddy would say. Yeah. Just brown horses and tweed running up and down. But yeah, I just, <coughs> when did that even become a thing? Like, you paying hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I mean, is eventing not expensive enough anyway? Now you've got to have a full mm. wardrobe. This is it, isn't it? And it's all the same. It's all, like you say, it's all the same names and brands wearing it. It's a bit, bit dull. I'd, like I say, I'd go out there I'd, or I'd, I'd go the other way. I'd wear a bit of new look, a bit of Primark. Primark. Just rock it can't be love it. a bit of primarni or you could go like in nike trainers and like leggings or something and then oh my you'd god be like, able to take, leg it up that bloody trot up take that trot up very seriously like yeah. limber up warm up and <laughs> my stretches <laughs> set off, and then just sprint full out <laughs> running studs and whatever whatever like spikes they're called yeah. aren't they studs running spikes like, like giving it all Linford christies up there yeah. Oh my god! It'd be god. amazing, wouldn't it? I want someone to do that now. So are you? I tell you what, I should wear. I tell you what, I should wear. What? The ninja suit. <gasps> oh my god! Vince could literally only have one working leg, and no fucker would have a clue if you wore that ninja suit. <laughs> well, though to be fair, they'd think he was trotting himself up because they wouldn't want to see me, would they? Because do do do. Oh, that's the pink panther. Oh, get a pink one and then have doo 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 doo. See now, now you're on board with the dramatic music. Oh my God, just say it. Like one podcast. <laughs> one podcast. You're all over the dramatic music. You'll hear a piece of music and then you. I bet you, you'll be messaging me going, "This would be perfect for your trot up." Oh my God, like boxing where they come up. That would be good. A vending should do like, that. Yes. When this. Let's make trot up even better. You know, like when the when they come out for darts as well, <laughs> slightly different. But they do the same thing. They box in darts. They come out to their own theme tune. Let's. That would be amazing. 
my oh my god i love that idea so what would if you had to do a trotter what would you do yours to i mean obviously mine would be some version of one direction you don't know you're beautiful for vince for me he does though doesn't he vince he does know he's beautiful that's true no, I'd, pick, I'd pick um i'd pick a one direction song i reckon you need something i like... don't know which one just now oh no and this is i feel like this is a really enormous question like this is... <laughs> you can't take it lightly no we should like... maybe come back to this right next podcast yeah we're gonna revisit this and and, and, pe- and people should tell us as well if yes. they were doing a trot up like coming out like a boxer or something what would be their theme tune or their horse's theme tune we need to know like we need this, this we need to know this now and maybe you could also tell us what outfit you would wear carla's going bacon and nipple tassels um <laughs> serious when you said that girl it's going bacon and nipple tassels yeah what are you wearing um i might wear scones and um... scones it was the first thing that came in my head fruit or cheese oh not fruit but i don't know if i want cheese on my nipples so <laughs> Um, what about jam and cream? <laughs> Plain with jam and cream, I think. This is too much. I don't think I can cope with this anymore. And when did this? Where did this go? Where did we go wrong? And a what? What, what? a skirt? <laughs> Just any kind of skirt. Um, hmm. I think pink sequin. Yeah. So I'm. So you're wearing a pink min- pink sequin skirt. I'll have to then have like pink jam. For the scone yes it's very important that your jam and your skirt match yeah i mean and then i'm not very good at running so i think i'm probably gonna have to stick with trainers which i know is not typical footwear when you're just wearing scones over your nipple <laughs> but no it's not i think that's what i'll have to do just for health and safety yeah well i mean you don't want to be getting that bit wrong, do you? I mean, no. that that would be a disaster. So I feel like we've gone so far off piste. Um, are we giving? I think we're I giving that point to the show jumpers because you. What agree, are you on about? <laughs> you agree that it's the trot up at the minute. It's boring. It does. It's it's just not yeah. exciting. So show jumpers, show jumpers would. Bring yeah, but you don't even do it. Yeah, but you would, but you don't do a trot up. No, but if we did, we would do a trot up. <laughs> yeah, all right. Okay, okay. All right. So I'm going to ask you something now. Bit of a sore point with show jumpers. Okay. What is going on with the new whip rule? <gasps> I don't. What the fuck that. is that all about? So I'll whisper so my trainer doesn't hear, <laughs> or I'll pretend to her I haven't done a podcast <laughs> this week. You've done a lot of whispering. So she tells me off all the time because I use a racing whip, which is basically what we have to use now. Um, And she always says to me, that whip is a waste of fucking time. Stop using it and get a proper whip. So when she's not alone with that, actually, she's not alone. I remember um, an event had been at a clinic and there was three girls there and one of them had one of those racing whips. 
and one didn't have a whip at all. And he said to the girl that had the racing whip, he said, you bring one of those whips to one of my, one of my clinics again and I'll break it. I'll break it. And then he looked at the girl without a whip and said, you, bring, you come to one of my clinics again without a whip and I'll break you. Oh my God. <laughs> Face, my trainer's a little bit like that. And actually I used to get trained from this um, Belgian woman, a dressage trainer. And she once said to me, riding without a whip is like going to war without a gun. And I was like, uh, I think you may be being slightly melodramatic. <laughs> a bit dramatic. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> I was too scared of her to yeah. tell her. So yeah, basically, I don't care because it's going to make not really a great deal of difference because I use it anyway. But yeah. like, I totally, totally get what my trainer's point is, which is if you're going to use a whip, you need a whip that will do the job so that you're not always on at the horses and they don't really know. They just need a clear one message, job done. Mm. And I also kind of get the point of like, People saying that they're quite hard to hold. They're quite, the handles on a lot of them are quite. Yeah, they're quite chunky, aren't they? Yeah, like I'm quite small. I've got <clears throat> really tiny hands um, and it is quite a lot. Um, and I also get that people are just like, was there a real need? Like you haven't. I can't, I don't understand. Rules. We're, we're still allowed yeah. to, like Raoul Spurs, but you're not. And gonna... there's nothing, and there's no changing to bits that they can put in the mouth? No. So you can basically put as much iron as you want in a horse's mouth, combine it with any kind of noseband you want, pretty much. Which show jumpers do. Yeah, stick on a martingale and then wear spurs. Yeah. Nothing really about tack fitting or anything like that, but you can't carry a whip unless it's a padded whip. And even on that padded whip, you can't have any writing. It just seems like a... Ri- it's, it's almost like... It's a bit like they've probably listened to this podcast and they've gone, oh, what can we be the most random thing about? <laughs> it's like they were all pissed, sat in a room. Gone, well, we, we need to create a new rule. What can we create a new rule about? And they basically just decided on whips. It was just very random, I think. But, you know, BS have got a track record for this because I don't know if you knew or if you remember, but... A few years ago, um, so everyone was wearing their really colourful Animos. And yeah. then Animo sponsored BS. And then literally completely out of the blue, BS banned all colours, except I think it was black, navy, grey and burgundy and red. Did and, they? Oh. And we were all like, well, Animo sponsor you. And Animo are most, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the brand that most oh people are buying yeah. So then after everyone was up in arms and at shows, like venues were told to pull people and tell them they couldn't compete in their jackets, then they re- like recanted and pulled the rule. That's crazy. Yeah. Haven't so, they changed? They have changed the one this time as well about what kind of breeches you can wear. Oh, I got pulled for a pair of breeches being too dark. Well, well now you can't, you know, now you can wear those. I just sometimes think. It's very- like it's what, very what? Random. random is the word it's it's utterly bizarre it's like like have we not no got better sense things? at all have we not got better things to worry about than that sort of thing like they choose really obscure things and go in on it and i'll be totally honest yeah. with you it's a fucking waste of time anyway because there's no stewards yes at the yeah. shows yes they're going to be pulling people's whips off them <clears throat> Mm-hmm. But ninety nine percent of shows 
have not got time to look at what whip you're using. No, no. So it's a bloody waste of time anyway. And I just love the way they've done it as under horse welfare. Because I'm thinking, well, isn't the rule of... There's such tight rules about using your whip anyway. It's a little bit different to racing, which is why these whips were brought in that they're talking about, which is jockeys using them on a run-in and wanting to win. And Mm -hmm. so they they were made to not hurt the horse like that. But I know in eventing, we've got really strict rules on how many times we can use the whip, how we can use the whip, and when we can use the whip. Yeah. So... It just seems really bizarre to then then say what kind of whip you can use as well when you've already got all those rules in place. I agree. You and I mean, have. sometimes you need to use a whip and the horse needs to bloody well know you've used it for yeah. you've both of you. Like say, for instance, in the situation with Manny, Manny will sometimes just get completely distracted and will quite happily be cantering to an oxer looking in the other direction. And at that point, you need a bit of, a, you know, you need a smack to be like, look at what you're coming to yeah yeah tip us both up and i mean eventing would be even more so you know if a horse yeah. is focused on the job you you need it to be bloody focused on the job so i i don't really know. i mean like i say it's hard because i actually do use those whips because i'm a bit of a fanny with my horses but i totally get all the uproar and i also think Christ, find something better to worry about BS. Like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give you that yeah. one. That's yeah, it's a twatty thanks. rule. It is. Okay, hit me with it. All right. I wonder, how do you fit all of your gear into one lorry? And how <clears throat> much damn stuff do you have to buy? You could oh, have expensive stuff. stirrups. You could have fancy stirrups if you only had to buy for one discipline. Yeah, no. Because you get to buy all the stuff. How much stuff do you have to take with you? You have to take everything. Everything. You basically just <laughs> empty your tap room and just take the whole fucking lot with you. There's nothing left at home. Um, and, yeah, you have to buy a lot of tack. And then if you haven't bought a lot of tack, then, you know, one event rider, one top event rider will start using a new kind of bridle. And you have to buy that then as well. You know, that might be what makes you not go to badminton. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking stuff with eventing. It blows And we have to write lots of lists. Like I went to a a show that had show jumping and eventing. And I was watching the stuff coming out of the lorry. Like, fuck me. (laughs) And it's all like Devaku. And I... Oh, no, it's not. Well, the ones I saw were, it, I was just like, fucking hell, how yeah. much stuff. I, even all the like ice boots, thermotex. They're, they're all shouting, Tiggy, Tiggy, darling, yeah. Tiggy props. Come and get Tiggy Do props. bring the Devaku over. I'm like, I would have to actually sell my house. Well, I pretty much have done that so that I can afford <laughs> to then. <laughs> but also, yeah, the packing so, and unpacking. I mean, that's like a week-long yeah. task, surely. It, it's horrific. I... The worst thing is I always laugh. Like I pack away, I get ready to go to a competition and everything's packed away and I have like all my boots in a box and all this in a box. I know where everything is. And then I finish my cross country, wash my horse down and I literally just pick everything up off the floor, which is always like cast on the floor and just chuck it all back in and then just maybe shut, you know, like when you're like in cartoons when they like... <laughs> so when you open you know, it, like, it just buries you. Oh, but everything just falls out. Yeah, it's pretty much, that is driving home. You just shove it all in the cupboards. It's just like, yeah, that'll be all right. That'll be all right till we get home. 
I'll sort it out as soon as I get home. I'm not going to sort it out when I get home. I'm going to have a gin and say that I've had not a very good day on paper. <laughs> but um, yeah, so there is a lot of stuff with the venting, a lot of doubling up of stuff as well. You know, you just, I, you have to like take a spare, a spare numner and a spare numnum and a spare this and a spare that. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of double. I think but it's, it's all pretty and nice. It's an impractical sport. I mean, it's too oh, much incredibly. Like just in yeah, it's all good stuff thing. though. Yeah, but that's boring though. Just good to get there. Oh, put your outfit on, jump over some poles. Oh, go home again. Nah. We, were, get- we were discussing what we were going to talk about today, and you got distracted halfway through. But so I never actually elaborated on the fact that one of your points was just it's just all poles, and then you got distracted. And that's, that's just reminded me of your point was well, it's just all poles. <laughs> do you not get yeah? But do you not get bored of just jumping poles all the time, as opposed to like logs and things like. No, we don't just jump logs. We jump like logs that are carved into the shape of birds and things like that. Well, and brushes wings, and hedges. Our wings are sometimes things like hot air balloons or dragons or... Yeah, but you're not jumping them, are you? They're at the side. Well, to be fair, if I was doing cross country, I probably wouldn't be jumping the carved logs either. I'd be probably going <laughs> around the side of them. It's just all poles though, isn't it? You show jump. You're like, oh, that's a really hard course. What are you about? It's just a load of poles. It's the same as last time. So it was last show you went to. Just well, it was probably hard last time for me as well. Oh, just in a different. Oh God, look! Oh, better jump this fence with the load of poles that fall down. Oh, <laughs> do you get scared? Yes. Like, it's not like you're going to die. Why? It's going to fall down. I fall down. I spend more time on those surfaces than I do on the back of the horses. It's just I have wow. honestly taken show jumping i think to a level that it doesn't need to be at like i've made it more complicated than it ever was intended so while we're on show jumping then i am going to ask you two questions oh god one why do you all show jump in a snaffle at a flat out gallop and two why do eventers get show jumping lessons from other eventers and then you all have like eight faults and they're like well that was quite a good day yeah it's a good round it's a good round it's that a show jumping clear is four faults uh, uh, sorry an event to clear show is four faults if i ever fall fault, I go, well it's an event to clear because we're pleased with just a pole oh because we, we don't just have a pole we don't just have no 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 no. we have an unlucky pole yeah makes all the you difference. can't just when you're eventing every pole you knock is just unlucky yeah unlucky it's it was nothing there. to do with the fact <laughs> unlucky yeah it's nothing to do with the fact that you were in a snaffle going a flat out gallop. We were just unlucky. Yeah. Unlucky. Um, yeah, eventers, basically, they just want to get the show jumping over and done with because it's just poles and boring. So they just want to get to the cross country. So they put their snaffle in. They go flat mm-hmm. out. Job done. <laughs> over and done. Let's go cross country. Fair enough. Um, and with regards to having show jumping lessons off other eventers, that's just what we do, isn't it? You know, you've got to go to little tiggy braithwaite farty pants down the road whatever her name is and just and then she tells you that one pole's good and so we can just keep ourselves in our little niche of basically being quite shit at show jumping (laughs) so yeah that's that's why we do it who am i to argue all right what about you i just want to know you show jumpers do your hands not get fucking gold none of you show jumpers wear gloves I do. At a competition, at a competition, 
But I think that's because I'm not a children. Per- Honestly, children pers yeah, everywhere. They, they would just denounce me because I'm too shit at it, to be honest. I mean, you think eventers have a lot that's of... Probably, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's why you fall off so much. It's because you're wearing gloves. Do you, you know, know I can't hold on properly. I've tried everything. I've changed lucky socks. I've blamed a lot of external factors and I haven't thought about that yet. Potentially, that is where I'm going wrong. It's my gloves. wearing of gloves. You need to get harder, have your bare hands. Yeah, so I have got what a really is that bad habit. Hand thing about is it's for grip on the reins, I think. But I slip my reins literally all the time. Yeah, I so do. I actually think that maybe it's the gloves' fault, and I hadn't thought about this before. Blame I'm the gloves. I would probably going to tell my trainer that our problems are solved. She thought I was a disaster and there was nothing she could do with me, but in fact, it was the Just gloves. Take the gloves off. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I've got I my think, cough back. Oh, she needs another bottle. She's finished that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the grip. And actually, I've got to be honest with you. When I ride with no gloves, I feel much better. I've got a much better feel on the reins and a much better hold on them. But the problem is the horse is ripping Just, my fingers. To I was going to say, mine gets shredded. Yeah, mine like bleed. So yeah. I think I'm just a bit of a pansy. Yeah. All right, pansy. <laughs> so is it just basically they're showing off how hard they are maybe I'm dead hard me look at me no gloves me yeah that, i think it is dead 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 hard show jumper no gloves like i'm a chunky ooh, whip ooh. <laughs> oh they're gonna have to start wearing gloves with those chunky whips <clears throat> the hands are gonna be all they're not used to that <laughs> the horses are gonna all be merrily doing what they want i can't no. feel that i can't feel that got anything else to hit me with should we move on? Why do you wait all day to be presented mm-hmm. with a hoof pick in front of a couple of people? Because the only people who are going to wait all day is other people who also want a hoof pick. Mm. You need to know something about eventing. <clears throat> okay. To win, a, to win a rosette, it's not just a rosette or a hoof pick eventing. That rosette is made from the satin of dreams and stitched <laughs> with unicorn tears. That's not just a normal rosette. They are very hard to come by. And also, to be fair, you didn't have a hoof pick at your horse live, so... You no, I didn't. I borrow one, didn't I? I could have do with winning a few hoof picks. <laughs> the problem is I don't win any. That's the problem. <laughs> when we get the opportunity to get our little sweaty hands on one of these rosettes of dreams... We will stay and we will wait forever. Until the bitter end. So we will wait till we'll I've waited before now. I have once won a rosette out eventing. I came home, my children were three years older. They were <laughs> uh, <laughs> um so yeah, that it was a long wait, not gonna lie. Uh, end of the section. Um, the best of it is what I love what I think is hilarious about it is we, we, they do these these prize givings and because obviously normally at a one day event they go cross country and then they get changed back into like their show jumping or dressage clothes really? I know you're looking at me that yep you did not know that did you I did not know that so you get dressed you get ready in the morning yeah then you get changed Feed dressage test. Yeah. Then you do you get changed for your show jumping or do you wear the same? It's usually about the same for the show jumping, yeah. 
Then you get changed if you cross country. Yep. Then you get back changed if you've won a frilly. Yep. And then you're going to get back changed probably to finish the horse yeah. when you get home. <laughs> basically. And then you're going to put basically. pajamas on. So seven, seven outfit changes. Basically, yes, basically just putting on clothes, putting on and taking off clothes all day. Jesus. Isn't it? It's not really it's anything. It's in itself. <laughs> Do you know what you guys need? Have you ever seen on like Britain's Got Talent and stuff, those people who can change super fast? <laughs> yes. Those you ones that they're, they're like a magic thing. Yes. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. That would solve a lot of changing your clothes. Because honestly, I don't know how there's enough hours in a day. What with lunging your horse for 10 hours, driving no. 55 hours, waiting for the rosettes for two days, changing hundreds of times. Changing clothes about 20 oh, times a day. That's without even the trot-up situation. That's another outfit in itself. Oh, and We forgot about that one, didn't we? Jesus, we're, that's eight now. We're up to eight. <laughs> Christ, what a sport. <laughs> Thank God I showed <laughs> You see, it's show jumping. You've even taken, you're even like trimming down the amount that you can put on in that one clothes change because you don't wear gloves. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. I think on the clothing front, show jumpers very firmly believe that less is more. Yeah, no stock, no, no. gloves. As much showing. We, I think we like to go for. And if it's not showing, then cover it in crystal. Honestly, I really so, think show jumping trot-ups would be like a spectacle. You'd be able to see it from space, wouldn't you? Because like, <laughs> there'd be like that much diamante. You'd be yeah, like flashing, flash, flash, flash. I'd like, no one would know what was going on. Judges wouldn't be able to see if the horse was la- lame or not. They couldn't fucking see. Like, it's just like long blonde Christmas tree lights. And- Pony tails flashing round and like just these diamonds flying towards them in and stiletto think- heels. That would just be the men. <laughs> there would be no <laughs> tweed. There would be the shortest, tightest jackets and the most straight on skin tight trousers. There'd be a lot of, I feel there'd be a lot of leather and lots yeah. of like PVC. Beach. There would be a lot of like, um, what's that shiny leather stuff called? PVC? Patent. Oh, yeah. There'd be a lot of patent leather outfits, wouldn't there? Yeah. Oh, my God. People would probably have suspect. bonded shops, wouldn't they? They wear a lot of that. Patent, sprayed on stuff. And just attach diamantes on, just for mm. that soft edge. We'd all need like a hot glue gun, and just yes. Like... <laughs> yes. I do wish now, actually, you're selling this to me. I do wish show jumpers would do trot ups. Honestly, I like I've massively sold it to myself. It would be <laughs> incredible. Maybe at my next show, I'm just going to do a trot up, and it might yeah. start something. People might just start. Ben, Ben, start the music. Start the music, Ben. <laughs> Dun. Dun, 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 dun. She comes out with her spray on trousers. Yeah. Like spray this on trousers, it's gone. Next time, though, I am going to think of a song because I'm really excited about this. Me too. Like, I I'm wish just going to think of a better one. Why are we not in charge? <laughs> like, they're missing a trick. Honestly, you know, they say that it's not like a spectator friendly sport and stuff, and that people aren't interested. That's... They would be interested. <laughs> they would be interested. We could bring, honestly, we could bring equestrianism <coughs> to the forefront. Do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So before we get any more outlandish ideas, 
I think we'd best move on to questions. So okay. the first question is from Sophie Equestrian 19. And she says, how do you deal with your horses having injuries? My horse had surgery about six months ago and is still lame. I'm, we're about to start reinvestigating, but I feel so disheartened and like we're never going to get there. I, I think you're definitely very good to answer this one. <laughs> no, I've had a lot of experience with this sort of thing. And I think it's probably, I do a lot of research. I don't, you know, that's not Google because that just makes you want to hurl yourself off a cliff. Um, mm. But I do a lot of, you know, I speak, I don't just go off what my vet says. I will speak to a lot of horse professionals and see if they've had any experiences and what the outcome might be. And I will try and arm myself with as much knowledge so that when I then speak to the vet, I'm not going in completely blind. Um, mm. And also something which I, I'm not sure if it's a bit controversial, but I... I put a massive emphasis on what is fair, I think, to that particular horse and what is fair to me. So say, for instance, like one of my horses, like Belinda, would box rest from now until she died. Like she literally would be living her best life. Um, whereas Pancake, to box rest him even for a, a month would cause him probably a lot of distress. So I would be probably really leaning towards saying to the vet, look, even if it means it's going to take a bit longer i think he probably needs a paddock rest or so i try and do what's right for me and do what's right for the horse and it's so hard to stay positive isn't it like yeah. it's absolutely it's shit and maybe you could try and find a friend who might need a bit of help riding their horse or it's so hard to stay positive and especially yeah. i think i feel really sorry for you in that you haven't got a diagnosis because that's what's really hard. You just want to know what's wrong, know what the outcome is, and then go and deal ahead with that. With it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I don't know. You've just got to probably try and stay as positive as you can and make decisions that are right for you. I think sometimes you kind of get yeah. caught in a process and you feel like it spirals. I mean, that's like in my experience anyway. And sometimes I think you've just got to kind of stop and just maybe have a little reassess and it sounds really awful because you always want to do your best for them and that's all we ever do every horse owner is trying to do their best i think and like you say there like sometimes it does reach a stage where you have to you have to be a little bit subjective don't you and you have to take a step back and go is this the best or is it just because i feel like i should be doing this yeah and you know and and that's a hard question to ask yourself it's like is it because I'm worried about what people are going to say? Is it because I'm worried? Or is it really that I think that I'm going to get this horse back? Yeah. And I mean, it's really to being hard. what I want. Yeah. It's really hard for us, obviously, because we don't have any idea what's wrong with your horse. Yeah, it's hard for yeah. us to speak in this, you know. But say, for example, I lost um, oh, the most incredible horse a couple of years ago. Um, and he had, sorry, he damaged his hind suspensories. And he was 15 and he had other health issues and the vet said we can what's the operation like the denerve you know they cut the nerve yeah 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 and I just said no that's enough and I know that some people have had the operation done and it's worked and that's fine but for that particular horse he had a couple of other health issues and he was an older horse and I just was like that's mm. enough whereas yeah if I would have just gone ahead with you know look this is what we do in this situation he would have 
had he would have had the denerving operation but that required like a long box rest and he had spasms yeah. so that would have made that worse and I just was like no it that's kind of what I mean when I say about a spiral I just felt like yeah. no no that's enough and whereas I was on a, a different situation with uh with uh solo where we reached the stage where the vets didn't think there was anything more they could do for him and I'd gone I'd like you I'd been on this spiral I'd been doing everything I could and the vet's like, we really don't think there's anything else now. I think we should be put down. And I said to myself, because he'd been on the box rest and he'd done all this. And I said, actually, I'm going to give him six months out in the field just to be a horse. And do you know something? There is a lot to be said for time and Dr. Green. Yeah. You know, if you can turn the horse out for grass, particularly a young horse, when they get a bit older, like your horse was older. Yeah. Then that's pointless. Whereas he was still a young horse and he still had a lot to give and we did that and it fixed him yeah so to keep to help i think this this person i think one of the things to remember is is horses are amazing creatures and sometimes it can feel really bleak and sometimes the vets can tell you that there's you've gone as far as you can but sometimes a bit of time and a bit of grass can do absolute wonders for a horse so try and stay positive you know even though you don't know what's wrong yet think that maybe you will find out you're doing everything you can that's in the best interest at the horse and you know there's no shame in trying but also there's no shame also in saying enough's enough yeah um so whilst your horse is off why not have a look around see if you can help ride other people maybe get some lessons on a schoolmaster yeah um why not volunteer for maybe the riding for the disabled or something like that um, there is so much that you can do. You could volunteer at local equestrian centres. Even those, um, those um, horse stimulator less like you can get lessons on those. Oh yeah, 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 like a, yeah, like yeah. There's so much you could do so that when your horse, because let's be positive, you're going to find out what's wrong. You're going to put it right. So when your horse is fixed, you will be a better, stronger rider as a result. You'll yeah. have had more experience because you've ridden other horses. Um, so think of it as being that. Think of it as being. You know, when Vince had his eight weeks off over the summer, I set myself a load of targets that I had to achieve. I didn't achieve them all, to be fair. Um, you know, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to address my transport situation. I, you know, there was so much stuff. I started running again. So I thought when he's, when he's ready to come back into work, I'll be fitter and stronger. So if you think of it as being, instead of being like this enforced break, think of it as being an opportunity to maybe improve on some stuff then that's a great way of keeping your motivation up so you'll get there you'll get there we're sending your horse healing vibes yeah all right our next question is from katie pony and that is what do both of you do for hoof care are your horses shod or barefoot <laughs> i've got four horses two are shod two aren't so i have vince is shod vince has very good feet um, strong feet and but he is shod because he's evented he events and so he events to a decent level so he needs studs and I do a lot of road work as well so I don't think he's, he's whilst he's got good feet he probably wouldn't stand up to doing them without Solo's feet are the world's shittest feet ever if he loses a shoe it's like he's lost a leg so he yeah. has to wear shoes he he could never go barefoot um, not without a considerable discomfort for him whilst he was transitioning the other thoroughbred, Chance, had his shoes off when he was 17. Um, initially, just for a short period of time, whilst he, was, um, he had a little injury. 
and he has never needed them back on again. Farrier agrees. He's got good feet for a thoroughbred. He's he's sound without them on, so we don't bother. He does a little bit of hacking and stuff without them on. He's happy. And Polly Pony has never worn shoes. She's a Welsh mountain and has never needed them. So on a yard of four, 50% are shod, 50% aren't. Um, I've got everything that is usually everything that's ridden of mine, like they're shod because I hack and we have got the worst tracks around here of just, you know, those horrible pointy stones, really awful. And Henry's pony, we would absolutely adore to not have to shoe her, but she's got the worst feet out of all the bloody horses. So at one point, oh, she no. had, yeah, at one point she had alleys with pads and filler. I mean, on a pony, yeah, on a pony that doesn't even get ridden. Ben said the shoeing bill for her. I think he told me it would have been one hundred and twenty pounds. Holy shit! Yeah, good to be married to a farrier. I know, thank God. But I mean, yeah, I just quickly, I get a little bit frustrated with the whole like the barefoot thing in that I think sometimes people can become really evangelical and think that farriers, you know, they desperately want to shoe everything and everything. And actually they'll say, oh, they're just in it for the money and stuff. But we probably make as much money from a trim because there's no cost to a trim. So actually, and you know, they don't take the time. So sometimes... You know, Ben will say, I'll take the shoes off that, it'll be fine. But equally, yeah, some customers he'll say, This really, really needs shoes. And if the person is quite happy to go along with that, brilliant. But sometimes if you've got someone who's really pushed the barefoot thing, yeah, it's like yeah. they then can't go back and say, Okay, yeah, do you know what? This horse would be better. And that's Can I just little- say, if people can hear a funny noise, it's not me. Nora has snuck in and she's not called Nora the snorer for no reason. So <laughs> It's not me, or me snoring. I'm a bit wheezy tonight, but it is Nora. Sorry. Yeah. It's, it just sometimes frustrates me a little bit because... Yeah, no, I agree. I just think if you're evangelical about anything, you then can't go backwards. Yeah. You know? I just think whatever Agreed. works, like whatever works for every horse is the best thing. That's the right thing. But do what's exactly for your horse. Exactly. Like we had, we were on a yard a while ago and there was this one horse and it clearly was really struggling to transition. Yeah. It, I mean, it shouldn't have, because to be fair, look the type that, you know, and it didn't do really hard work, but the tracks were very like a piano, very stony. And this horse was crippled. Yeah. But the owner was completely anti-shoeing and thought all Adamant barriers that, yeah. were the work of the devil. And I just thought, I think you've almost so sad. put yourself into a corner and now you can't ride your horse because it's so, so sore and it hobbles out to the field. And if you probably even just put a set of fronts on it, it'd yeah. be a totally different job and you'd be riding your horse and enjoying it. And I just yeah. kind of thought that was really silly. Yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree with you. I wanted to put shoes back on Chance when he was sound. And it was actually my farrier that said, well, this horse doesn't need shoes. Don't put yeah. shoes back on it. It's doing great without shoes on. Yeah, I think just find like a really, really good farrier that you can trust that's qualified. Yeah. I mean, because I'm not, you know, I'm not going to stand here and say there aren't bad ones. There are. Um, oh, yeah, 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 there is. And then just listen to them and chat to them and, you know, go with what they say. But yeah, so mine are, are shod, but not necessarily. It's really just for the hacking around here. It's just so mm. bad. Okay, so our last question is from Harv's Legacy Wannabe Eventer. And that is, have either of you worked or thought about working with horses full-time? 
I thought about it when I was at school and I was adamant that when I left school I was going to go I was worked um quite near some racing yards and I was adamant adamant that when I left school I was just going to go straight and work into this racing yard because all the glamorous people did that and my dad said to me you are not leaving school and going to work on a racing yard so we made a pact I could go and work on a racing yard but I had to do my A-levels first so I had to leave school do my A-levels and then he said you are then free to do whatever you want but you must do your A-levels first and I know at the time I probably kicked off and I complained but that is the best advice he ever gave me because I did work with horses briefly Um, I've also run a little livery yard I've done several things but the fact that I had my A-levels meant that when it all went to shit and I didn't want to work with horses anymore. I could go and get a degree and I could have my horses as my hobby. And that's the best thing ever. It yeah. really is. Yeah. So I, I got A-levels and started uni and I just, I don't know, I just thought I'm never, ever going to do this. So I don't want to do it. So I left and I worked full time for the mounted police as a groom. And that was probably the start of the end with working with horses because Mm. I loved working with the horses but the working environment was fairly horrific Um, and I look back and just think it was it was a horrible time and that's the problem is you know we talked on the last episode about um like yard politics and and when that is also your job it's yeah it's really difficult um, and I also worked on a show jumping yard for a little bit. And a lot of it, it's really good experience. And on the right yard, you can learn so, so much. And you can really enjoy going to work every day. But the problem is there's a lot of places where yeah. <clears throat> you are not going to be enjoying it. And you just really... And it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard work for the money. Yeah. It is really, really hard work. There's no two ways about it. It's not glamorous. It's not a sexy job. And you'll never get, you, you know, you're never going to get rich. No. It is, you do it for the love of the horse. <clears throat> and that's what's hard as well, I think, is usually you do it and you've got horses, but then trying to afford your horses and have time for yeah. your horses on the wages from horses is really, yeah. really difficult. Um, and when I worked with horses, I found that I, I fell out of love with them. Yeah. Because... You know, because it became the job, because it became the grind. And I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I was a bit like that. I felt out of love with it. And that's, and that's why it did me good to have it as a hobby. Yeah. It's a hard, you know, it's a hard hobby to have or a hobby. Yeah. So before I had Henry, I used to do a little bit of, like I'd buy a pony and produce it and then sell it. And mm-hmm. then when I got pregnant, I stopped. And I've just been too busy with Henry really since then. But I've got a little bit more time now he's at school. So I've just bought two Connemaras, which I'm going to produce and hopefully sell them. So that... Yay! And they're lovely. Oh, they're so nice. I'm in love with them. That's always the problem. I never want to sell they, them. Will they be here by the next podcast? Yes. They'll be oh, here so for your news. Days. So your news next time, you can tell us all about them. Yeah. So I'm going to start a page. So I'll maybe um, put the link on something and put some pictures of the ponies on when they come. Um, but that's going to be, I think that's what I like to do because I can fit it around Henry. 
I'm on my mm-hmm. own yard, so I'm really lucky that I can do that. And it just helps probably pay for my horses. And mm. um, so I don't feel that the hobby's just bankrupting us slowly. Um, and that's but didn't you that say I'll... that you already want to buy another horse box as well, though? So. Yes, because I was like, oh, well, just to run, run them around in. But yeah, I'll probably never make any money. I'll just spend more. But um, and also I keep saying to Ben, oh, well, that's another nice one. He's like, Jesus, just stop, stop. like yeah. no more. But that's I'm really excited about that. I'm really positive. But I think that would be as much as I would do. Like it's on my own yard. It's in my control. It's not having to go and yeah because some of the horsey people are crazy and when they are in charge of your wages and your days that's like pretty scary yeah so we both tried it and we both it wasn't for us basically so that's the answer to that yeah so we're now going to move on to wanker of the week so monday i was really worried that i hadn't done anything But then I had a hospital appointment. So I was racing around to get to this hospital appointment, got there and the the receptionist said, "Um, no, you cancelled the hospital appointment. And I said, well, I didn't. And she said, well, it says here that you did. So I was like, fuck's sake, I have literally rushed. And it's half an hour drive. But anyway, it's not the receptionist's fault. So obviously it's been a mistake. It's nothing to do with her. So I was like, okay, never mind. Got back home and... On the drive home, I was thinking, do you know, they sent me a letter and I had just assumed it was a reminder of the Mm. appointment that I'd already written in my diary. So I'd stuck it on the fridge. The appointment had actually been changed and I had stuck it on the fridge, but just not bothered to read it. Oh no. So that was Monday. Then Tuesday, we've got like a ramp up to the muck trailer and it's quite slippy. And I started to push the wheelbarrow up the ramp and I've slipped a few times you know and I've like bruised my knees got mud on my jaws and stuff no no I fell face first into the wheelbarrow and the weight of me on that side of the wheelbarrow tipped the rest of the wheelbarrow over my head oh no shithead you were a shithead honest to god I stank of horse piss like it's fairly eat. standard that though, isn't it? I even had to like wash my hair bobble. Every single thing I was wearing was stinking. So yeah, that was two uh, in fairly quick succession. Well done. Still mm. jumped in any and then that happened both at once. Yeah. So my one is, um, it's more really my kids that did this to me. Um, but a couple of years ago, we had a bit, a bit of an incident where um, I think we'll just call him car rat came along and basically went into my car and crapped everywhere and whatever anyway we dealt with it and car rat went on his merry way and then this weekend obviously I was away and I my car gets in a real state because of the kids and stuff and I was in a bit of a rush and things got left and yeah the kids basically left food in the car I think it was a yogurt and some fruit and stuff and car rat came back but we didn't realize that car rat had come back until monday morning when we were rushing to get to school and we opened the door and there was just this utter carnage in my car where basically car rat had obviously maybe invited a few friends over and they'd all chewed up some plastic bags and um chewed up some paper chewed through i have a couple of wires a car charger 
a phone charger and um, a wire so I could listen to my music in the car. They chewed those up. Um, they'd crapped. I'm having a rat, rat rave. Poo. They they'd had a rat rave and they'd had and they'd also got very excited having their rat rave and shat all over the seats of the car. Um, it was awful. So the kids just opened the door and they started screaming. They're going, ah! And I'm like, I need to get to work. So I was just like, kids, I don't care. Get in, get in, sit on plastic bags. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. So they were basically crying. And, it, and basically, I don't know if car rat had also pooed in the heater or something, but there's a very, very bad smell when we're, when the heat is going in the car. Obviously, Isaac was a bit promatic. Maybe it's, uh, the ratty baby's mum come to visit I was like yeah maybe it is maybe it is little bastards anyway yeah so rat, car rat came back basically had a rat rave in my car while I was away for three days and yeah so our anyway, stories are both car- quite quite uh heavy on shit this week yeah but I think horse shit's better than rat shit isn't it yeah I wouldn't want to be coward to buy- rat shit I had to go and buy an air freshener from Aldi <laughs> <laughs> to try and get rid of the smell two pound <gasps> coconut island <laughs> winner winner <laughs> what more do you need i have cleaned the car out i hasten to add so there is no ratchet in it now um but it still smells a bit ratty so yeah i think i'm a bit of a wanker really for doing that <clears throat> yeah okay well we've got someone who's written in um keeping track Went to a show at the weekend. My very non-horsey husband volunteered to come and lend a hand, something he never does unless I promise to buy him all of the chips. He was helping me load the car and said, do you need anything else from the tack room? Can you see where this is going? And I said, no, and locked up the tack room and loaded the horse on the trailer. We set off to the show. On the drive there, I was talking about a feature horse and hound had run about forgetting important things on the way to shows. And I was banging on about how you have to be stupid to forget your horse, trailer, saddle, etc. And this is why I have a list. I got to the show, unloaded the horse, went to tack up and you guessed it. I forgot my saddle. I had looked straight oh, no. at it before I locked up the tack room. And I hadn't clocked that I might need a saddle to complete my dressage test. Oh no. Cue a mad panic and for the very lovely venue, Berry Farm, to move my tests around so my very annoyed non-horsey husband oh had my to God. do a 90-minute round trip to go back to the yard and collect <gasps> the saddle. He literally returned with the saddle nine minutes before my new time slot. He was not impressed at all. There isn't enough chips in the world that could cheer him up. And also, no, I was going to say. Because I had no time to warm up, I came last. Oh, my God. So number one, I hope she bought them chips and a burger because that is just what a dickhead, eh? Yeah. She has to win. To be fair, even Carat don't beat that. Really? I thought for sure I was gonna win with tipping shit all over my head. I don't know. I tell you it's a tough gig this. To, yeah, to be to be fair, you have just tipped horse shit over your own head. And in my mouth. Oh, I don't know. Because I went face first in it, I had to spit it out of my mouth. Oh what? Oh, you can ha- right, you can have it then. Pissy shaving. I'm going to let you wow. have wanker of the week. I, honestly, I, I feel like I've earned it. I mean, that is a considerable low. Yeah. You can have it. Thanks. Sorry. You're welcome. Track. We did like your story and you were very close, but pissy shavings in your mouth every time. Well, maybe not every time. time. <laughs> um, so we really, really want to hear all of your outfits and music 
So if you can yeah. send us all of that at our socials, because which are Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Book Off Banter. And if you want to send us like a really long outfit idea and music, maybe you could have some smoke, some dramatic music, orchestra, then you can do that at bookoffbanter at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And um, see you soon. Oh, no, I will say see you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye.